Podcast friends, my name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. All right, we are rolling. Uh, you know, Phil, pretty good. Uh, I spent this morning doing some cleaning, uh, a lot of dusting. I dust probably like maybe once every two weeks, uh, but I have like a glass uh, like a glass L desk that I have to uh, wipe down and stuff like that. Um, but you know, went ahead and, and vacuumed the vacuum, the studio room and vacuumed some, some chairs and I don't know, it feels, it feels good when things feel clean, right? I don't know. Maybe you feel the same way, but, uh, today we are going over our lighting diagrams, uh, useful or needed, right? Do you still uh, need to make lighting diagrams in this world of, uh, with all the exposure tools, that we have, right? False color, waveform, histogram, uh, vectorscope, and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, that is a little bit different, I feel, than what a lighting diagram uh, can do for you as a as a cinematographer. Uh, number one, it allows you to uh, enhance your pre-production uh, efficiency. Uh, what that means is when you have a lighting diagram, you can then share that with uh, your gaffer. You can share that with the grips. You can share that with the uh, with the with the director if if he or she is is interested in that. Um, so that way you have like a game plan going in, right? And um, in in the grand scheme of things, when you have a game plan, whether that game plan changes on the day, which normally it does to some extent. Um, but if you have a game plan, it's easy to go with that game plan and then just execute based on it. All right. So uh, a pretty, I'll just keep this pretty, pretty short and simple, right? A prime example is say you're shooting a commercial on location at a house. Okay. And you have designed this lighting, lighting diagram to basically go around the path of the sun, right? You have a couple of hero shots, uh, a couple of product shots. You have a couple of scenes with, you know, a mom and daughter eating cereal or whatever, or whatever it is, right? Something similar to that. And so you are um, you are planning the the blocking. You're planning to shoot based upon where the path is um, on the day, right? Where the sun path is on the day, and it's that's super easy, right? You have uh, Sunseeker. Sunseeker. You can type in the address of wherever you want, and then it'll give you the path of the sun on that specific day at that specific address, and you can export it as like a PNG and then share that or use that in your pre-production workflow. Okay. So that all that being said, um, on the day. If you don't have any kind of um, plan, if you're just kind of winging it, uh, I mean, maybe you've been doing this for like 10, 20 years. I think at that point, most of the time you can, um, you have a good idea of what to expect. You have a good idea of the crew you're working with, the equipment you're working with, so on and so forth, right? But for uh, for the rest of us, uh, lighting, a lighting diagram can help you, your gaffer, your grips, understand the um, lighting style. I guess in a way, and based upon like the fixtures that you have, if you're going for a hard light through the windows, you're going through, you know, a little wrap, uh, key light wrap inside through uh, like a four by four frame or a six by six frame, right? They can kind of get an idea of what to expect on the day, have the, have those items, those pieces of, of gear um, prepped instead of, you know, showing up and then taking like, you know, two hours figuring out what to do, right? Because two hours on a 10, 12 hour day, that's already two hours that you are behind, right? Two hours that you could have been setting things up and getting that prepared for uh, for X amount of scenes, okay? Uh, now, I feel like uh, if it's not a commercial or if it's not a, um, a, a project where lighting really, really matters, 
then I don't feel like you really need a lighting, a lighting diagram, right? Say you're just shooting like a basic interview, okay? It's a basic interview, someone's house, testimonial, maybe it's at their uh, their headquarters or their office building, right? They have a couple different rooms or conference rooms or areas that look pretty good. Most of the time you don't need a lighting, a lighting diagram because the space is so small and you're just, and you're gonna be there for like, you know, an hour or two hours shooting this interview, okay? Most of the time, a lighting, a lighting diagram for me isn't needed in that kind of scenario because it's it's pretty cut and dry. There really isn't anything um, too crazy, right? Because you you may not necessarily be um, be able to shoot um, along with the path of the sun, right? To have backlight, you may have to shoot this at like you know twelve in the afternoon because that's the only time this person has, right? And twelve in the afternoon means that you're either working with side light or you're working with the um, the sun behind you, right? Which means it's it's front lighting your entire background, okay? Uh, and I mean, that, in that case, yeah, you you might wanna um, put up a lighting, a lighting diagram, but I don't think you really need it unless you're working with like super small fixtures and you need like a buttload of them, all right? Then maybe a lighting diagram might help you kind of plan things out. Um, but I, I feel like for me, the most the most valuable thing a, a lighting diagram has done for me and I can do for you and it continues and that continues to bring me utility is it allows me to go back after the shoot, right after the day of and say, OK, um, based upon my plan, what worked, what didn't work, should I have gone with a different plan? Right. And so see that instance where, you know, you're shooting commercial, it's at a house, it's a it's a serial commercial. And, uh, you know, it was a sunny day. You had you had hoped it would be a sunny day because that's how you kind of plan your, your lighting diagram around and how you plan the shots around. All right. So you got a sunny day. Um, everything looked, you know, ballpark pretty good. Um, there were a couple things that you wish um you could have changed. There are a couple of things that perhaps on the day you you felt certain scenes just a little, looked a little bit too high key for you. Maybe uh, there there was not enough um, lighting fixture power, right? So like like just intensity overall, output overall, and maybe there were there were times where you know you just ran out of grip equipment, right? And you didn't have enough to put up another four by four frame, or even if you were trying to book light things, just the space wasn't working out. It was, it was, you know, you're hitting the ceilings and it just wasn't um, the most efficient way to do that scene, right? So a lighting diagram, again, you can go back and say, okay, based upon what happened on the day, this is what I had planned. Maybe next time, if I'm in this similar situation, I can do, you know, this, this, and this next time, all right? So a, a lighting diagram is more of like a, like a lesson learned kind of thing. It's almost like taking a test, right? You take a test and whether you, you know, you get like um, a, a grade, a number grade, right? A 98, an 88, a 78, right? So, you know, grade yourself, right? Say, okay, overall, you know, this was like an 88. Um, next time I want it to be like a, 90, a 98, right? What could I have done um, to have made this previous shoot a 98, right? So it's kind of, sort of like you're just grading uh, grading yourself in a way. Um, and so yeah, lighting diagrams can be great. Uh, as far as any kind of software that I use, uh, a really good one that is is very, very basic, but it gets the job done. I still see people use it all the time, so I'm not, I'm not the only one, uh, is Shot Designer. I think Shot Designer, it, it is paid though. You have to pay like 30 bucks. Um, it's either 20 or $30 or it could be $4. I'm not sure what it is now. Um, but you, you pay, you pay for it once and then you get it. I believe it only gives you like two activations, right? So say you have like a laptop and you have a desktop, then you're good. But say you get like another desktop, right? Then you have to deactivate one of your licenses in order to activate that new one. If that makes any sense. Uh, it does work on, on tablets. I have it on my iPad. I have it on my, my iMac. 
Um, and so it'll, it'll run on, on, you know, conventional uh, computer systems and, and tablets. Uh, the other one uh, is Concepts. Concepts is really cool. Uh, it, it, it's very, it's more complex, more dynamic. You can do more things with it. Um, you, there, there's ways to like import objects into it. So like if they're like PS, PSD files from like Photoshop or any kind of, um, uh, any kind of similar software or you can import objects into uh, concepts, sorry, which is really cool. Where a shock designer, I don't believe you can import um, custom objects. You have to kind of just use what they have uh, or you can, you can import like a back, you can import a JPEG as like a background image, right? So say like, you know, um, you know, scene 1A is shooting into this living room, right? For like the master wide. Then if you if you're if you had done a location scout or if you went online and and just got a picture of the living room, then you can import that uh, as a background image and use that to say, okay, you know, the we want a light over here, light over here, camera's gonna be here, talent's gonna be here, blah blah blah, right? Uh, so shot designer, pretty good. I mean, I still use it. It's, it's basic enough for me. Concepts is really cool. I do like that. Uh, that is a paid for software, um, but I. I believe it's only like, um, I want to say it's only for mobile, like tablets, uh, stuff like that. So, uh, don't quote me on that. They might, they may have upgraded it now so that you, you can put it on like a desktop or something like that. But I remember I, I have it on my, uh, my iPad, uh, cause I couldn't get it. I don't think I could get it on my iMac pro at the time. So again, things might have changed. So concepts is one, uh, shot designer is another one. I think I've actually done this episode before going like, like pre-production tools, right? So again, these are still pre-production tools I use, but specifically for, uh, lighting diagrams. Um, and what else could I, could I add to this? that could bring you guys value. Um, you know, I think for the most part, it, it's, it's a way for all of us to continuously learn, right? Learn, progress make mistakes, uh, get some wins, make some successes, say, oh, cool, like this is what I had planned and it actually worked, right? That's a good way to gauge yourself as um, uh, having growth as a cinematographer, right? That means that you're actually getting better, right? You don't get better unless you make mistakes, unless you fail a couple of times um, and, and you learn from your mistakes, right? And I, I mean, I don't even know if it's, if, it's, if it's really a mistake, right? It's sort of like um, you just learn, you learn from, um, from failures or you learn from things that just didn't work out, right? However you want to, you know, sugarcoat it or how sensitive you are, right? Every, everyone's sensitivity levels are different, um, but you want, whatever you want to call it, right? You, you learn from the things that didn't work out how you had planned and that's okay, right? It's just like life. I feel like any, anything in life that requires skill, uh, you have to make mistakes, you have to make mistakes. You have to make errors. You have to make, uh, you have to fail a couple of times in order to learn from it. All right. Uh, look at any like professional athlete. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you went back to like their high school days or, or, you know, college days or even, or even before that, like, like grade school days, they probably sucked ass or they weren't as, they weren't even close, closely as good as they are now. Right. But they, they, you know, they lost a couple of games. They got injured. Uh, they, they, they spent, you know, 800 hours because they suck at free throws. So they, they spent the time after school, before school to shoot just like, you know, 30 minutes of, of, of free throws. Right. Uh, you learn. Right. And that, that's the whole idea. That's the whole um, uh, concept is always learning. Right. Uh, so that, that does it for for this episode. Uh, quick and easy. Uh, you know, because I have um, people who ask, um, ask me about like the, the breakdowns I've done on my YouTube channel for my short films and for some commercials. And I feel like this podcast episode could bring more value now that we're in 2022. Uh, you know, it's just the beginning of the year. There's projects that you are lining up. There's projects that you're bidding on. People are calling you. And uh, one way to uh, to lessen the load on yourself 
is to have a game plan. And one way to have a game plan is just go through lighting diagrams, right? Just say, hey, like, I, I don't, I've never done this kind of situation before. Will it work, right? Like, you maybe you're shooting like a fucking 50 foot green screen. And the most you've ever shot is like a 15, a 15 foot green screen, right? So you have all that other, you have all this extra real estate that you need to account for. Um, how are you going to go about it? And with the lighting diagram, at least it gives you an idea of like, hmm, okay, let me think about this. If I have a 50 foot green screen and I need to light this whole thing at, say, IRE 30, 35, 40, right? Somewhere between 30 and 40. Okay, you know, what are what's the budget? What kind of lights are we working with? Um, you know, say we got uh, a couple, we have like five uh, Aperture 300C Novas. We have, um, we have three... 600Ds, we have five 300Ds, um, and a bunch of other little small one-by-one, like little LED panels, okay, for like a hair light or whatever, up light, whatever you want to do, right, and, you know, how are you going to go about this, right, can we rig any of these 300Cs um, up on the ceiling, right, can we, is there any way that we, that we can get an even key um, so that when they do the chroma key, like they're, they're good. They're not going to be like, you know, fucking around with it or calling you and saying, oh man, this looks like shit. Right. So a lighting diagram can at least give you an idea of like, okay, if, if I know the intensity of a 300 of a uh, Nova 300, I know it's, I know it's going to give me, you know, like this, this much output, whether that be in stops or foot candles, whatever you want to go with. Right. It's going to give me this much output. I have, you know, four or whatever. What did I say? Like five or whatever. I, you have like five, right? You have four of them at your disposal. I don't think it's going to be enough for a 50 foot screen, right? We might have to also um, bust out the the 600Ds that we have. Okay, so if we have the 300Cs, we have the 600Ds. That's going to give me the the stop that I need. It's going to give me you know that 30 to 40 IRE for the green screen. Now, how do we account for keying the talent, right? Because we also have to make you know her or him look good or them look good, right? So lighting diagram just kind of gives you like like a game plan, right? Okay, uh, that does it for me. If you liked this episode, please rate it on iTunes Podcast. I'd appreciate it. Please follow the podcast, share with your friends, your homies. Let's grow this community together. Let's grow this podcast together. And all that being said, I will uh, will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye-bye.